Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about uh, how to recognize answers to your prayers, how to recognize answers to your prayers. In our last episode, I gave you four indicators that your prayer has been answered four indicators. In today's episode, we speak about four more of these indicators. Uh, Four more indicators. That's where we start from the fifth indicator. So the fifth indicator that uh, you need uh, to recognize uh, in order to know whether your answer, your prayer has been answered, uh, is is that you is receiving wisdom from God on how to get to your answer. Receiving wisdom from God on how to get to your answer. The Holy Spirit can reveal to you an effective strategy that will lead you to your answer. So God will not always uh, give you the answer uh, in its raw form as we saw. That was the first point, getting exactly what you have asked for. Sometimes what God will do is that uh, he will give you uh, direction and wisdom on how to get to your answer. Let us look at the scriptures in 2 Samuel chapter 5 from verse 17 uh, to 25. This is what the scripture says. It says concerning David, it says, When the Philistines had... uh, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? So you see, David uh, inquires of the Lord. And that's one, this just was one of the the reasons why you should pray to find to seek direction from God. <clears throat> the Lord answered him, "Go, for I will surely hand <clears throat> the Philistines over to you." So David went to Baal-perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, "As waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me." So that place was called Baal-perazim. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men, car- men carried them off. Then <clears throat> verse 22 says this. This is where I want us to focus the second scenario. It says, Once more the Philistines came up and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not go straight up, but circle round behind them, and attack them in the front uh, of the balsam trees. As soon as you hear that sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, move quickly, because... That will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So you see, you see, the first uh, 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 David was dependent on God, so he asked uh, for direction. The first time God told him, "Go ahead." 
the next uh, uh, scenario that unfolded when the Philistine came up again, he 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 God did not give him the same strategy because God is all knowing. <clears throat> God knew that uh, the circumstances have changed, so God told give him a strategy of uh, of going uh, second them around and ambushing them, attacking them. You know, so so he gave him a strategy to win the battle. So sometimes. Uh, the way God answers your prayer is by giving you a strategy, giving you a direction, giving you, and this can come in the form of ideas. Yeah, <clears throat> the strategies they, they can be ideas that you, you begin to think about, and uh, the way you know you're able to distinguish this from your own thoughts is that they are fresh ideas, ideas that are not that are that were things were not you, you could not have come up with. Uh, independently in an easy sense so it's as though there are thoughts that are invading <clears throat> they're invading your 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 mind and overriding other thoughts uh, in a in a in as though somebody else is uh, com- is is injecting them into your life so that's god uh, speaking to you and by revealing ideas giving you deeper thoughts uh, you can even be sitting and reflect you can come as a thought you can as be sitting and reflecting and you just find there is a, a, a great unfolding of ideas of a certain thing the ideas did not just come they are answers to the prayer that god has uh, as uh, you have been making and that and sometimes ideas <clears throat> may come in relation to praying in the spirit praying in tongues that you're just praying in tongues and you don't know exactly what it is that you're praying but as you're praying and later on as you reflect over maybe a project or a business or a relationship you run then ideas just come at some point then you begin to see things uh, uh, ways to uh, begin to come up with clear strategies it's this is a god responding to you by giving you the ideas the strategy and sometimes the strategy or the wisdom the direction that god gives you may be from principles of scripture that you need to apply so god may direct you to 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 the scriptures uh, and that uh, and as you go through the scriptures you begin to get ideas uh, uh, from the mind of God because the word of God is uh, the reflection of the mind of God so you begin to get understanding about what you need to do concerning that particular issue that you're praying for so that is also God answering you uh, by giving you ideas giving you wisdom from his word <clears throat> sometimes God can direct you to a uh, to to uh, uh, a person can open the door for you to connect with that person who will give you a, a insight and answer the questions that you have been having within you or that you have asked him about or that you have been wondering about and then the spirit of God just causes somebody to 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 answer that uh, a question to you as you speak uh, or uh, uh, it can be even during a sermon you hear uh, the, uh, some some illustration given or some words that are, are point exactly to what you need to do. You get an idea of the strategy that you need to employ. For instance, uh, sometimes I found that what God does for me is that uh, when I'm praying about something and I'm reflecting about what I need to do, so sometimes I, I, I <clears throat> for some reason it always happens in the morning. So when I wake up, I just get a sense of an impression, a direction from the Spirit that to go and listen to a particular uh, minister or a particular someone and sometimes even have the, the title or the, the theme of the sermon. And as I go through, <clears throat> uh, as I go through uh, my, uh, whether it's YouTube or, or podcast or, or whatever it is I'm listening so I go through and then I find that particular, I land on what I sense, this is what the Spirit is directing to, and I listen to it, and I find answers to the questions that I had. I find direction 
So, so the Holy Spirit uh, being aware that there are answers that somebody else has provided uh, through him in the form of a message. In the, sometimes it can be in the form of a book. That sometimes I've prayed and God has led me to a book uh, uh, that I found in a, in, a, in, a, in a bookshop. And the book had all the answers that I was seeking. I was seeking. <clears throat> so God can give you wisdom or direction uh, that fits uh, that, 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 that grants you the strategy of what exactly you need to do uh, to, to get your, your uh, to, to get uh, uh, to the answer that you're seeking. <clears throat> the, the sixth uh, uh, indicator that your prayer has been answered uh, <clears throat> is uh, receiving uh, or being directed to a seed in your possession that you need to plant in order to get uh, the harvest of your answer, receiving a seed, uh, or in, uh, or being directed to a seed in your position, in your possession, uh, so it can be a new seed that you didn't have, or it can be a seed in your possession, because the Bible even speaks about, for example, when it's speaking about finances, God gives seed to the sower, so God, uh, it's not only in finances, it's in bro- in a broader sense, so 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 God can give you a seed. Or he can he can show you something that can act as, as your seed that is already in your possession that you need to plant that you need to to sow into the circumstances to activate to use it to activate that's what you that what you can call sowing in that circumstances to use that as the the, the thing that you need to use to get to your answer and that, and this is this requires uh, uh, the injection of wisdom of, of divine intervention to help you to see and to help you to know what to do. So it can be combined with a fifth point. So this is the sixth point, but it can be combined with a fifth point about strategy together with the wisdom. So you find that uh, the, the, the one of the things it's important to note is that a seed signifies beginning. A seed signifies beginning. <clears throat> so when you sow a seed, it, it, it creates new possibilities uh, uh, in the form of a harvest. So when you sow a seed, the seed dies and then it produces uh, 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 some uh, a harvest. Uh, new, it produces more seeds, uh, sometimes of fruit. You see, so so a seed signifies beginning. So whatever seed that God gives you or, or He shows you, it is t- God is basically telling you you can start from here, and you will get to your answer. And uh, an illustration of this uh, is a case of uh, uh, a widow. Who came to help for help from uh, the man of God, Elisha, the prophet Elisha, in Second uh, uh, Kings chapter four, uh, verse uh, from verse one to seven, it, spe- it says that the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, "Your servant, my servant, my husband is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves." Elisha replied to her. How can I help you? Tell me what what do you have in your house? So you see, Elisha is looking for the seed that is already in his in her possession. Then then uh, <clears throat> the lady said, "Your servant has nothing there at all except a little oil." Uh, the th- uh, then verse three says, Elisha said, "Go round and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons." Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it in. Put it to one side. She left him, and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. 
when all the jars were full, she said to her son, "Bring me another one." But he repl- but he replied, "This is the, there is not a jar left." Then he, then the oil stopped flowing. Uh, verse seven. She went and told the man of God, and he said, "Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left." So you see, uh, <coughs> Elisha did not uh, uh, connect her with miracle money. Elisha did not uh, uh, ask people to raise funds for her. Elisha, what he did in this particular case, as uh, directed by the, the, by the Lord and with the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is upon me to perform miracles, he he activated the supernatural uh, by 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 starting with the seed that the, that was in the hand of the woman. And what was the seed? The seed was oil. Was oil. And the same thing is that the the, the the person was the mentor, the spiritual father of Elisha was Elijah. You find that there was a similar situation that Elijah had, and perhaps Elijah had also, in the course of mentoring Elisha, had uh, had and discipling him. He had told him that story about uh, how he went to the widow of Zarephath, uh, Zarephath and uh, and, the, and 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 that widow only had a, a, a vase of flour, and that and God multiplied the flour by making it not to end. And there was food throughout that season of famine. So you see, God uh, sometimes will use the seed that is in your hand. Or he will give you a seed and then you start from it. This can also include financial seed. So, so because you know that uh, uh, the scripture says that when you sow, when you sow sparingly, then you reap sparingly. Uh, you reap sparingly. And you sow generously, reap generously. So he's speaking about money in the form of a seed that you sow. You see? Uh, in that case, uh, in Second Corinthians chapter nine, chapter nine, and then also it speaks about uh, in in Luke chapter six verse thirty eight. It says that uh, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running up. So whatever you see, and it says with the same measure you saw, that's what men will give to you. So so the thing is like finances can also be regarded as a seed. Uh, you can give us uh, uh, when you give the form of tithe or offering. Uh, uh, God gives you more. He gives a uh, seed to the sow and bread for the eater. So He'll give you back more. He'll multiply it, and within there, there will be what you will eat and what you will continue to sow. You see, so so uh, I know this has been abused, but uh, it's actually a reality that what you what you that finances also you can. One of the keys for financial prosperity is actually giving. But as you give, uh, God, the way he will unlock the resources is that maybe as you work or uh, uh, and, and pro- provide value in exchange for your resources or favor. By favor, God can command people to give to you like he did for, uh, uh, for, uh, for many people who did, who did the same. So God uses the seed, the seed that is in your hand or provides you with the seed that you need to to sow and it doesn't have to be financial seed it can be something else it can be a a, a skill that you have that you need to to use in order to to be able to produce something that you can sell it can be uh, uh, God God can provide you like for example you can be praying to be able to be a person who uh, will influence people maybe by uh, by equipping you can be a, a desire to be a minister, desire to be a speaker, desire to be somebody who will raise a community of business people, or raise uh, politicians, or raise uh, people in your profession. God, uh, instead of just uh, opening the door for you to have a platform where you speak to people, God may give you a seed of people, people who are uh, 
look like they're ordinary people and then it causes you to use this uh, to to invest in them until they're transformed into people who can be leaders who can be agents of change and they can be affect people just like what is happening in uh, kingdom diplomats reports for me uh, that are mentoring uh, people who are going to mentor others and some of them have already started mentoring you see so so that's what happens huh? That, that, that's what happens, that God may not necessarily provide you with that. You may desire to lead people, you may desire to influence people, you may desire to affect the whole globe. God may not open the door for you to go to so many platforms. He may open the door for you to 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 to, to minister in one place and then, the door, and then from there uh, and another place and from there a door will be opened for you by a connection of a relationship that will take you to many other places or a message you preach or a song that you sing in the course of just singing songs that will open the door for you to be able to to sing in many other places if you are a musician or uh, or whichever skill it is uh, you can be doing uh, uh, you can providing a particular service but there's one particular uh, client that you will deal with who will open the door for you to enter into a whole new dimension of of uh, of a clients of of clientele you see or so, so there are all those forms of uh, of uh, of seed. So you need to recognize uh, that your answer, the answer to your prayer, <clears throat> may not come in the harvest form. It may come in seed form. In seed form. <clears throat> I remember uh, some years back uh, when I uh, asked the Lord. Uh, we, uh, we had a project in in a, a church that I was in uh, quite a number of years ago. <clears throat> uh, so. I, I decided to pledge an, a substantial amount of money which was equal to the income that I had, monthly income. And uh, uh, God just opened a door supernaturally for me to get some consultancy. And then, therefore, I don't even have to use my salary to, to or savings to be able to pay for, for, for that, to, to fulfill that pledge. So I was able to give through that, you know, because I was venturing into, I decided to venture into sacrificial offering. And God, which is one of the th- keys that God uses to, to, to create a turnaround in a person's life. So then, <clears throat> then, uh, then another time also I decided now to to pledge for a high when there's another project um, uh, that will so I multiplied it by three three times what I'd given that time uh, and so it was beyond what I I, I had and uh, what I, what I was uh, it was beyond the monthly income let me say so so what happened is uh, at that point in time uh, God opened another door for me to get some consultancy which so i took leave and went and did that consultancy and got three times my income and was able to use that as a as a uh, to fulfill the pledge that i i had i see so so you see god gave me uh the opportunity to do work to get the money to be able to give so you see that was a a seed the opportunity to work was a seed for me to be able to get the resources in order to give Sometimes by favor, God can give you the resources. God had given, sometimes I prayed and God has uh, uh, put some um, uh, me in the heart of somebody and they have given uh, generously the amount and then I've taken the amount because it was a vow and given to the Lord because that's what I was uh, asking the Lord that give me this and I want to give generously for this purpose for to support this ministry or this initiative or this person. So God can do that. So recognize that it's not always a harvest. It's a, you, may be, you may get think it's harvest and consume everything. Or you may think that you have nothing like the widow was saying, that she had nothing except a little jar of oil. But that is a seed that can be used to access the, the harvest. I've also seen that when I pray, 
uh, uh, like the way I get uh, these topics for the series that I, I normally use for uh, the podcast or for speaking to men uh, to men, uh, for the for the mentorship program we have uh, we are uh, in reports we have uh, some key topics that we have planned but for the there's a particular mentorship uh, group for, uh, as of this year uh, 2022 and 2021 uh, uh, they have been uh, mentoring them uh, and even I think a part of 2020 from global mentorship network when I, I pray God will put in me in my heart a word about uh, which will be like the topic that I will share with them and then now I develop the topic using principles of script by studying the scriptures and getting the details and sometimes in fact as I've been praying when I was thinking of me of coming up with another topic then I, I feel the Holy Spirit impressing me to teach a different topic and when I teach that topic the the impact is multiplied multiplied it has greater effect than the topics that are planned you know so you see so you see god can give you a seed from somebody may think that god will give you the whole message no god may give you a seed you know in the form of uh, saying focus on these areas or these principles and then now you go to the scriptures and find the details and compile that message you see so so it will not always come in detail as you expect some people expect some things come in seed form and that applies also sometimes to some prophetic words. It doesn't come in the details that you have. God may plant a seed in your spirit that as you reflect on, the Holy Spirit develops it and makes it clear to you. Uh, it says, <clears throat> so uh, uh, the seventh uh, uh, indicator that you are uh, about, uh, the second, second, second uh, seventh indicator that uh, you can use to recognize uh, that your prayer has been answered, uh, the second indicator that your prayer has been answered or the, se- the seventh thing the seventh thing that uh, your prayers has been answered is a, a, a indicator or the, the thing that you can use for recognizing that you, that when you see this thing you know that your prayer has been answered is a, that a God orchestrated events that move you from where you are to where you need to be to receive your answer God orchestrated events you know, God orchestrated events Yes, God is uh, functions from the spiritual realm, but He manifests in the natural realm. So God can move you, or God can move circumstances that will cause you to be placed or to be moved to another place. He can speak to you and ask you to move, like He did for Abraham uh, or did for for Moses. Yeah, but but, but sometimes he, he may He may just move you or create circumstances that will cause you to move, or even compel you to move, you know, from where you are. Sometimes they may not be gentle if you're in a conversation. So, and, and where you go is where you'll find your answer. <clears throat> uh, the, the reason is that many of us will not move from our comfort zone unless God introduces unsettling circumstances. So you can be praying and refusing to move. So God has to orchestrate circumstances that will move you out of there to where you should, you should be. You should be. God does not only do this in answer to a prayer. Sometimes as you are praying out there for a destiny, God can cause you to move out of a place uh, so that he can fulfill his, his purpose concerning you, to move you out of a place of wrong relationships or a place you are not supposed to be or a place that will hinder his fulfillment of our purpose, of your purpose for, for your life. Uh, some answers to our prayers require us to move from where we are to a different ro- location or a an unfamiliar environment <clears throat> and perhaps that's why people are reluctant because you have the fear of the unknown you don't want to move from where you are you don't you can't trust god <clears throat> you trust yourself more and you trust circumstances more so that's why god sometimes has to unsettle 
circumstances, introduce unsettling circumstances. Some people may be stuck in a job, but they know that God is supposed to, is moving them to, is been uh, telling them to start a business, huh? and they refuse to move. And then God introduces unsettling circumstances that causes them to move from out of that place uh, to be able to to start their business because they have refused to move. They have become hard-hearted. They have, they have stuck with their comfort zone. It's not in all cases God will ask you to move from your job, but the thing is that sometimes, some people, that was what happened. Some people God has given them prompting to move from whatever to get into uh, um, a Christian ministry, meaning kingdom ministry by equipping of the saints as a minister of the word, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist. But the person uh, refuses to move. So God has to work out. Sometimes God orchestrates circumstances. I've had of case of uh, situations where God has orchestrated circumstances and somebody has been moved from there. Like I remember one case of a pastor who has had God had spoken to him 10 years from the time that he was telling this story, 10 years before, uh, to be able to get to become a pastor. And uh, I, he went into business. So instead of us beginning to work on the foundation of the, of the ministerial call, whether by start beginning to serve in that sense, and uh, even if it's part-time, or beginning to, to move in that direction, he just ignored uh, the call. And uh, he continued to do business, and he continued, and he made a lot of money, and things are uh, prosperous. That means that sometimes when things are working, it doesn't mean necessarily that God is involved. God may just be allowing you. Uh, it's what call people sometimes call grace period. Yeah? Uh, just to use the term, uh, there may not be the correct way to describe it. But the thing is that God is just watching, you know. And uh, what happened uh, is that some time later, what happened is that. Uh, uh, something happened and, uh, 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 and and settled his business and his business collapsed and he lost a lot of money. He lost about, I think, 8 million shillings within the context of the business and uh, even the things that he owed and uh, the, the property and everything, uh, the assets, he said eventually it amounted to about 20 million shillings. Huh? And he was living a good life. He was married and everything was seemingly to uh, uh, going okay. So now he prayed and decided to uh, uh, to start another business. He tried other businesses, they never worked. Until now, eventually, and even thought of committing suicide. Until what happened now, because what was happening is that God had closed the door, and God had allowed that to happen, to ensure his purpose is fulfilled. So eventually, after some time, is when he decided to answer the call. And so he became a minister uh, uh, in a full-time sense, and uh, and his wife also now uh, stuck with him in that process, huh? In, a, in an interesting way because some, some, some spouses may leave when that happened. So the, the wife stuck with, stuck with him. And so uh, because of these circumstances orchestrated, uh, this person was moved to a place whereby uh, uh, what God wanted to happen is what happened. So, so sometimes you can be praying about your destiny and you have refused to move from where you are because you fear what will happen. So God will orchestrate circumstances that will force you to face your fear by the loss of your comfort zone, by the loss of the things that are security to you. God can allow that to happen because the Bible says the Lord works out everything for his own ends, even the wicked for a day of destruction. So apart from the wicked, God can work out other things for his own ends. He can allow something to happen for that to happen. Or he himself can orchestrate circumstances that will cause you to get out of there. Uh, in order to get to where you are supposed to be. The idea is not to destroy you. The idea is to get you to the full expression of who you are created to be because he has a good plan for you. 
When God wants to do a new thing that is significant in a person's life, he often orchestrates a change in location, relationships, and mindset. Uh, uh, and this is about fulfillment of purpose. So you'll find that uh, God will orchestrate events that will result in your mindset being transformed by the exposure to knowledge and insight, to teaching, to training, uh, and all that. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, relationships, you'll find that your relationships change with people. You find that the location where you are in, you may uh, find that you move from the job where you are. You are, uh, you move from the geographical location where you are, uh, uh, or something else as another kind of movement. And the illustrations of this are uh, uh, David being moved from tending sheep to go and serve uh, a king Saul. First, as a as a as a musician, as a harpist, who played the harp. Uh, so that the evil spirit which is tormenting Saul would stop tormenting him. And then also, uh, eventually also, you also see that David uh, is also uh, moved to serve in Saul's army. See? And, 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 and then later on he becomes king. So he's moved from his, uh, his environment of tending sheep to, where he's, uh, to exposure to the palace where he's going to serve later. Then you see Moses also is moved from uh, Egypt where he was a prince. And he, has it, he had his own way of, uh, he had a desire. And a desire and a passion could also be an expression of some form of prayer to God that he would want to express himself, to deliver the Israelites. is a passion for purpose. Uh, uh, and that's why he killed an Egyptian. Uh, but that led to him getting out of there. And then he, st- he was in the wilderness for 40 years, taking care of his father's lost sheep on the backside of the desert. And that's where God came for him and directed him to go and deliver the Israelites from Egypt. So God moved his location to fulfill the fulfillment of his assignment. You find that Joseph was, uh, even though his brothers were the ones who sold him, uh, uh, but Je- but when, when Joseph later on, when he had become second in command and become great, he, he could remember and he said that, don't be angry for selling, for selling me uh, because it's God who sent me ahead of you. So you could see God was involved. Even though the brothers were selling him uh, to, as a slave, God was involved and God orchestrated his coming to it. So he served as a slave uh, in Potiphar's house. Then he was framed uh, uh, for attempted rape and thrown into prison. God was still involved uh, somehow, you know. And in prison, in that prison, that's where he met the person who would have who was to link him up to to Potiphar. The person was the the cupbearer uh, whose dream he interpreted, and and uh, he remembered him two years later. And, uh, and uh, to be able to and, and recommended his name and he was brought from prison to go and interpret Pharaoh's dream. You see, so, so God changed Joseph's relationships. He changed his location in these circumstances. You also see uh, the 12 apostles, they were fishermen and uh, what God did is that uh, 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 as they were continuing, it's been that God, when God, God decided to, to align them with destiny by, by changing them, moving them from uh, being fishermen to be uh, to, to, heed to Jesus' call, uh, Jesus being the Son of God, God in the flesh, when he, said, when he was saying, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, and so they became mentees, proteges, uh, disciples of Jesus, uh, and he mentored them for three years, and then uh, they became apostles, and they were able to fulfill their destiny, and when you read what they have written in the scriptures, you you even forget that they used to be fishermen because they were completely transformed by their, their mindset, by the teachings of Jesus, by the exposure, the experience, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So as you pray, you can be praying about your purpose, you can, uh, fulfillment of your purpose. You can be praying about uh, 
influencing many people. You, and and uh, you're not moving. So God may introduce circumstances that may move you, maybe to a place where you'll be mentored, will move you to a place where you will, uh, 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 you'll be, your relationships will change, uh, uh, will move you to a different geographical location that cuts you off from where you have been so that you can be exposed to a completely new environment, new exposure, new lessons and all those things in order uh, which acts as a bridge for you to go to the next dimension. Sometimes you may feel if it happens in a painful sense because you have refused to move uh, or because you are unlikely to move, uh, you may not like it in the first instance, but in the long run, God will have answered your prayer your, uh, and you will, uh, you will fulfill your, your purpose. The eighth uh, indicator uh, uh, that uh, the eighth way to recognize uh, the answer to your prayer is by supernatural revelation or intervention from God. Supernatural revelation or intervention from the Holy Spirit, from God, you know. And this can form, uh, I'll, I'll speak about two ways. There, there could be others, but there are two ways. One is a prophetic word or revelation. Uh, the prophetic word or, uh, or, uh, uh, or prophetic revelation. Uh, dreams or visions. Uh, all this I'll put into the dimension of the prophetic. So the prophetic dimension, uh, whether it's in the form of a prophetic word or a, a, a prophetic dream or a prophetic vision. So God, uh, a prophet, prof, uh, prophecy just means speaking the mind and counsel of God. So this is the revelatory dimension of the prophetic uh, where God uses dreams, visions, uh, or uses discernment of spirits or uses a word of knowledge. So God can reveal uh, to you something uh, supernaturally, the answer to you supernaturally. And we see this in the case of Daniel, who was a prophet uh, uh, in the scriptures. Uh, so in Daniel chapter 2, you find that uh, the king, the king had had a, a, a dream. This was King Nebuchadnezzar. He had had a dream that was unsettling for, uh, and, and so he was disturbed by it. And so he had a, a, a group of magicians and wise men, and Daniel was also part of the, that group. And so what happened is that uh, he said, he gave a, a harsh command that, he, that uh, because people were asking him to give uh, him the dream and they'll give him the interpretation, and he said, no, he will, he will give them the, uh, 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 that he will not give, that they have to give him the dream and they have to give him the interpretation. And so this was so harsh. And the only way that they could get this uh, is because only God can have such kind of depth of insight. And you find that in Daniel chapter two, uh, chapter two, uh, in fact, uh, they were they were telling they were the way they, when they were speaking uh, in verse ten, they was this is what they was they, they says the Bible says, says the astrologers astrologers answered the king, there is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing. Or uh, of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. Then the verse 12 says, uh, This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. So you see, after this is when Daniel now. I spoke wisely to the commander and then asked the king for time so that they might interpret the dream. Then from verse 17, the scripture says this. He says that then Daniel returned uh, to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from God of heaven. 
concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of, uh, of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. his cha he changes times and seasons. He sets king up kings and deposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden uh, things. He knows what lies in the dark, in darkness and light dwells with, with him. You see, so he says God reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness. God knows everything. So the Holy Spirit can reveal to you deep things that is in a person's heart and uh, concerning a situation and about the future in the spiritual realm that you may not even know. Things in the spiritual realm, there are some things that people can pick up by demonic forces. But things that are in the mind of God that have not been set in motion in the spiritual realm because things start in the spiritual realm before they manifest in the natural. So if there has not been any angelic activity or any prophetic word or any activity that, that, that can be that can be seen by demonic forces in the spiritual realm, if they are still in the mind of God, only God knows, or even the mind of man, and the man has not spoken, then the demonic forces may not know if that, that thing has not been planted by the demonic forces because some dreams and visions can be planted by demonic forces. So you find, so God, so God revealed, uh, he answered the prayer by supernatural revelation, the prophetic dimension. He, he, he supernaturally provided the answer. Uh, the other uh, the supernatural intervention is angelic intervention. Angelic intervention. So you find that uh, in Acts chapter 12, uh, verse uh, 1 to 11 you find the case in which uh, in which uh, uh, Peter was in prison and uh, there was a plan to kill him Herod had already killed the Apostle James and now he had, he had because he found that he placed the Jews he arrested Peter and he, the day that Peter was supposed to be brought for trial and so that he can be executed the church uh, was praying and praying praying for him and the day the day before he was supposed to be executed God sent an angel God sent an angel in a real sense, in a physical world, not just in a dream or vision. It was real. And, and the angel removed Peter from prison supernaturally. So God can use angelic intervention in that sense. We also see other, other dimensions of super, in terms of miracle intervention. Like when Joshua was fighting with uh, uh, was, was fighting a particular one, he asked God to have the sun stop. You find that God, God, God caused the sun to stop and, they, and then Joshua defeated. You find also God also sending a hailstones, sto stones, big stones that destroys the enemy. And so many people are destroyed by the stones more than the ones that were killed by the um, Israelites' army. So you see, God can intervene supernaturally in ways that miraculously can perform miracles. You see, even in the, the bringing out of uh, Israelites from Egypt, uh, they had cried and, and, and God now sent Moses to deliver them. And you find the Lord parted the Red Sea. He, he through uh, when Moses sent the staff, you find that the angel was with them, guarding them, and the angels went back to guard them. And you see, when Moses stretched forth the hand, you see like the Egyptians, the, the Red Sea was open and the Red Sea was closed supernaturally. So God can use miraculous intervention, supernatural intervention, to answer the prayer in a way that you're not seeing. And this reminds me of a situation whereby one of my friends. Uh, Many years ago, uh, he told us about, I think it's the 90s, so he told us about earlier, in the earlier, in the mid-90s, uh, uh, he was telling us uh, about uh, 
his experience. He was talking to us in the late 90s, but now he's telling us about that in about in the mid 90s, uh, about his experiences uh, when he was a teacher. Now he's a minister of the word and also a government official. So what happened? He was telling us uh, about uh, an experience he has. He is gifted in the prophetic. So he used to teach and was really praying and God was moving in the school and so many people got born again and he really desired that the people pass the exam and he used to pray a lot and one of the times as he was praying he got a, a revelation of a particular question that he will set uh, because he wanted to, the people to pass the, the exams, final exams, uh, the students and God gave, uh, and gave God an idea of this question, he got a, a revelation of this question uh, uh, by a prophetic dream. And so he set the question. And the interesting thing what happened is that when the exam was set, uh, the national exams now, when the students saw the paper, they were they just laughed because they saw they had seen this kind of question before. So it was supernatural. And of course they did well. So it was supernatural answer to his prayer. God God uh, uh, did not just give him an idea. It, maybe it can be regarded as an idea, but this was supernatural. It was the Holy Spirit through the prophetic dimension revealing to him the kind of question because he had persisted. You know, the, the Bible says that God uh, is a reward of them that seek him diligently. So he had persisted just like the way Daniel had prayed. I prayed. So you realize it's true from Scripture. So it's true also in, in other aspects. It also reminds me of a case that I was... Uh, 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 some testimonials listening to of uh, somebody who doubted the prophetic dimension. A spiritual father is somebody called Bishop Fei of uh, Nigeria. So what happened is that uh, he lost his phone in the for in the course of a particular midweek service, and so uh, he was uh, he was uh, concerned about it, and so he was wondering. So he came uh, and and I think he even prayed about it, and then he came to complain about it, and he was asked to report. Uh, uh, so by a friend recommended to report to his uh, mean to the pastor was a prophetic person so a prophet rather you know so what happened is that I was went to Spain so 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 he said uh, I was told that they will use the prophetic to be able to get that that uh, uh, for the person who stole the phone so what happened is that uh, uh, the, the, the he got the list of the people the the, yeah, the spiritual father this prophet got a list of the people who are present and from that list he was able to uh, by the holy spirit operating in him in the prophetic dimension was able to show him who it is that took the phone you see and he picked the the call and called that person uh, uh, and uh, and the person confessed that he took the phone and uh, he and he had already even gone out uh, of the the city where they're in in Lagos you know, and moved somewhere else, and so the person was even planning to sell the phone, and so he came back, and he returned the phone, and and uh, and uh, and the phone was given back to the, the this person, and that from that day the person stopped doubt, stopped doubting the prophetic uh, gifting, and so he got back the phone, super so it's a supernatural intervention, God can answer supernatural intervention. There are many cases I can give even personal examples of God's revelation of things from secrets, you know, things that will be secret that could not be known in other in any other way. And that can also happen to you. It's not just for prophets. So, uh, uh, as we conclude, I'd like you to reflect on this. Have you received any of the four signs that I've spoken about today? Four indicators that your prayer have been answered. The first was uh, receiving wisdom and direction from God on how to get your answer. That's a strategy from God. 
or receiving a seed or being shown a seed that you need to plant in order to get to your answer that you need to use as a as point of beginning or or the seventh uh, the, the, the 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 third thing, the number seven which is the third in this episode was that god orchestrated events that move you from where you are to where the answer is and the eighth is supernatural revelation or supernatural intervention so when you look at this for answers for for indicators that your prayer has been answered have you uh, been able to see any of these things in your life concerning the prayers that you've been praying for maybe even have gotten a prophetic revelation of something you've been praying for but you have not uh, taken action on it a dream or a vision or direction but you have not done anything about it and you don't know that God has, is indicating answers to a prayer so if you've been blessed by today's episode I'd like you to share and subscribe to the same share it on your social media platform with friends with a relative with a colleague or with somebody you think may benefit huh? and subscribe and ask them to subscribe also or give us feedback uh, uh, on, on uh, uh, podcast, uh, the podcast platform from which you are listening to this message on and the email address that uh, is provided in the show notes or the social media profiles that are provided I pray that using the eight uh, indicators there are, there are more but these are the key ones that I wanted to share. Eight indicators that you have learned from the past two episodes that you will be able to discern that your prayer has been answered, that you discern as your prayer has been answered. And speaking of discernment, I would say that, uh, that it's, it's, quite, it's important to be able to be in tune with the Holy Spirit in prayer because sometimes uh, some of this, uh, everything that God does, the enemy has... Uh, has a, a what I would call a, a counterfeit for it or mimics the same so you may find that you may get a, a dream that is not true uh, about your situation or you may get a, a door that is open not all doors are opened are for you not all connections to new people are for you not all movements that you are you know sometimes you can because the enemy comes to kill to dis and to kill to steal and destroy he can destroy things that God what doesn't want to go into away from your life so you need to have a solid understanding of the word of God and you also need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit some things that look like uh, opportunities or answers to your prayer may not necessarily be the answers to your prayer so you need discernment to be able to distinguish between what is of God and what is not of God looking at all these eight indicators but being able to distinguish when it's God's voice and it's not God and, and or it's not God's voice so may God bless you and uh, we'll see you in the next episode